the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. If you are listening on Sunday uh, morning, then this evening is the beginning of the new month on the Hebrew calendar. It's also the first of three very important holy days called Rosh Hashanah by Jewish people all over the world. Uh, Should this be relevant to Christians too? Let's pray first and then we will chat. Amen. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we thank you and praise you for this season of Moedim, appointed times with you, Lord, that we will get closer to you because of your appointments that you have set up for us. So, Lord, we bless you, we praise you. We pray that your the power of your Spirit be on all the services throughout the world, Lord, and that People who don't yet know Yeshua, Jewish people in particular, would see Yeshua in these services uh, of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. So, Father, pour out your spirit, and especially here in the Tampa Bay area with your Jewish people, just minister in a tremendous way. We love you. We thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So I pray this radio program ministers to you, and if you would consider, uh, certainly at this time of the Holy Days, a one-time gift or uh, consider a monthly pledge, we'd love that. Call Karen at 813-831-5673, or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. I appreciate your prayerful and financial involvement. Um, also, you know, we'd be happy to email you a schedule of the special services this month. Um, so you get them immediately. Call Karen again, 813-831-5673. Invite a Jewish pre-believer to watch with you online if you're not going to come in person, uh, to our Rosh Hashanah service tonight at 7 p.m. And tomorrow morning, uh, that would be Monday at 11 a.m. in the morning. So you can find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com backslash Shoresh David. Or if you want to say it in Hebrew, Shoresh David. (laughs) Okay, Rosh Hashanah marks the beginning of the fall feasts or holy days. But nowhere in the Bible does it talk about these being Jewish holidays. Rather, the Hebrew word for this is moedim, which means appointed times. And God 
has tried to make an appointment with you, and I want to know, will you show up? (laughs) I believe these are appointments with God for all who believe in him and believe in his word, the Bible. These appointed times are found in Leviticus 23, beginning with which holy day? All of you know this by now, right? Shabbat, yes, the Sabbath. Uh, This is the weekly moed, or appointed time. And then uh, there are um, also in scriptures, we realize we celebrate monthly Rosh Chodesh, the head of the year, uh, the head of the month. And then the head of the beginning of uh, the month, the, I'm sorry, the head of the year is uh, considered Rosh Hashanah, which is a double celebration. It is uh, a Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, and Rosh, Rosh Hashanah in Judaism as the beginning of the year, the first of Tishrei on the Hebrew calendar. Actually, it's a word taken from Babylonian captivity, which means beginning. God has called us to come together on appointed times so that we remember him and what he has done. As a community, this is a great time to focus on the Lord. In these holy days, we're rehearsing God's plan of redemption for mankind. We're also here together because God said we are to be holy, sanctified, and set apart, right? And so as we take time away from our regular schedule to come together as God's community, we're agreeing with God's desire to be set apart. And God's instructions, his appointed times when observed, keeps us humble and under his authority. The world we live in is certainly chaotic, wouldn't you agree? And becoming more chaotic every day because we have no authority and for the most part, We are not humble, but, you know, that's because we're not allowing God to fully come into our life. Rosh Hashanah is not the biblical name of this holy day. You know this, right? You know it already. It's called Yom Teruah, the blowing of the shofar or the day of the blowing. However, since almost all of Judaism calls it Rosh Hashanah, uh, we'll do the same And even though it's considered the Jewish New Year, we know that on God's calendar, that would be found in Exodus 12, 2, where God calls the first month of the year in the spring at the time just before Passover. Well, growing up in a fairly relaxed Jewish household, I didn't go to services very often, got to admit. However, Rosh Hashanah was one of the holy days we celebrated. We never missed Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, for that matter. It never occurred to me that all these holy days spoke of Yeshua the Messiah. As I grew in my faith, this understanding just really became amazing to me. So, as I mentioned, these Moedim appointed times speak of the redemptive program Yeshua fulfills by his life, death, his resurrection, and his return or coming again. So, let's look at these feasts for the fall. The three fall feasts uh, represent the final gathering of God's people. Number one, we have Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Teruah, 
which is a wake-up call. God will seek to gather the body of Messiah. That's why the shofars are blowing, to wake us up, right? Yom Kippur is our day of atonement, the final opportunity for the nation of Israel to receive, and the world to receive atonement. And Sukkot is the Feast of Booths, where gathering uh, the believers to tabernacle with the Lord. So, we're going to today talk a little more about Rosh Hashanah, and it has lots of names. So, Rosh Hashanah means head of the year. Yom Teruah, the day of the sounding, I already mentioned that. Uh, We think of Joshua defeating Jericho with the shofar, the walls tumbling down, and I pray my walls come tumbling down, right? Uh, Psalm 98.6, with trumpets and sound of the shofar blast, a sound before the King Adonai. It's just a wonderful way to worship the the Lord. Yom Hazikaron is the day of remembrance. God will remember us in his book of life. Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. God will sovereignly judge the people. We also say Chag Sameach, which is an instruction to have a joyful festival, have a have a joyful time. Um, Rosh Hashanah specific greetings. We say Lashana Tova, have a good year, or Shana Tova Umetuka, which means a good and a sweet year. Or Lashana Tova Tikka Tevu, and that means may you be inscribed for a good year. We also say Good Yontif, which is sort of Yiddish for a good holiday. And so we're off to talk about Rosh Hashanah more and what happens afterwards. You know, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there are 10 days. They're called Yamim Noraim which are the days of awe or the days of repentance. And this is a time for serious introspection. There is a view put forth by the rabbis in the Talmud that the day of Rosh Hashanah coincides with the sixth day of creation, when humanity was created. According to this view, Rosh Hashanah becomes the birthday of all peoples, celebrating the birthday, in a sense, of the world. Okay. Now, let's look at Rosh Hashanah in Scripture. We see Leviticus 23, 23. Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Bnei Yisrael, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you are to have a Shabbat rest, a memorial blowing of a, a holy convocation. Okay? And in the memorial of blowing, the Hebrew there is Shafarot, which is the plural for a shofar, so um, that's where we get the sense of blowing the shofar. In verse 25, it says, You are to do no regular work, and you are to present an offering made by fire to Adonai. So number one, you rest. Number two, it's a memorial of blowing the, the shofar. Number three, it's a holy convocation, meaning we come together for services. And number four, it's an offering by fire to Adonai. And though we won't have an actual fire, but I'm praying for the fire of God's spirit to come down on us and 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 uh, that we will have fire in ourselves for the Lord. Amen? Amen. So there are five themes I would point out to you about Rosh Hashanah. First, Malchiot 
which means kingship. God is not only our father, but God is our king, which is why we serve him, right? Secondly, blowing of the shofar, Yom Teruah. Third, believing God for a sweet new year. Fourth, recognizing our sin and repenting. And five, our names are written in the book of life. We want to be remembered before the Lord. So let's look at these five in a little more depth. First of all, the kingship, which is Malchiot. God is our king. We depend on him. We trust him as king over our lives. We trust him for our circumstances. We trust him concerning our family and friends. We trust that he knows what's best for our lives. Boy, I I must say, I believe that trusting God is the most difficult thing we are called to do. It's, It's just It's supernatural, really, for us to trust God. It involves reducing dramatically our fear, our worries, our trying to control things, our doubts, and it involves focusing on God rather than our issues. This is hard, but it's not impossible, but it is hard. And I believe this is uh, what it means to have him as king over our lives. We serve him, serve him through our actions, our deeds. Our speech serves him. And we deny ourselves. All of this is worship. We worship him with our heart, with our soul, with our mind. Right? Secondly, the blowing of the shofar, Yom Teruah. So let's see what are some of the biblical reasons. We won't go over all the scriptures, but let's look at the biblical reasons for blowing the shofar. Number one, it was a warning. Secondly, uh, we were, it's a gathering to worship, a call to come on and worship. Number three, call people to go to war or lead in going to war because we put the people who blew the shofar, the priests, out in front. Okay, I guess not many people wanted to be priests, huh? <laughs> okay, uh, number four, to proclaim a holy assembly before God. Number five, to call the people to repentance. Number six, to call the people to prayer. Number seven, to awake from spiritual slumber. Are you awake this time, this day as we're talking? Are you awake? Are you ready for the Lord? Number eight, to make a covenant with God. Number nine, to proclaim liberty and freedom. Amen? A lot of reasons to blow the shofar. In Matthew twenty four thirty, it says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven, With power and great glory, he will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen from the four corners, four four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. And so we see the shofar there. We see it also, obviously, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18, where it says, For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout with the voice of the archangel and with the blast of God's shofar, and the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we shall always be with the Lord. 
Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So um, that's the blast of God's shofar to uh, that that he it's the voice of the archangel and the blast of God's shofar and the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Amen. But, you know, it's also a Jewish concept, obviously, to blow the shofar. We see it in Daniel 12, 1 and 2. At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life and others to everlasting contempt. So we see here that uh, this is a concept, uh, this whole area of not only shofar blasts, but just the fact that there is a, a uh, heaven and an earth, um, uh, a heaven and, and a hell. We see this uh, written in Daniel 12, 1 and 2. So believing God for a sweet year is the third one to talk about. And that tradition comes from a context in, 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 uh, in Scripture, in Nehemiah 8.8. 8. It says, they read from the Torah scroll of God, distinctly explaining it and giving insight. Thus they understood what was read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the Cohen scribe, and the Levites, who were teaching the people, said to all people, Today is Kadosh, or uh, Kadosh is holy. So today is holy to Adonai your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping when they heard the words of the Torah. So he said to them, Go, eat, choose food, a choice food. Eat choice food, right? Good food. Drink sweet drinks and send portions to those who have nothing ready. For today is Kadosh to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of Adonai is your strength. Did you realize that that last verse, the joy of Adonai is your strength, was connected to Rosh Hashanah? Pretty interesting, huh? Next, we have apples and honey. Because And that tradition is a tradition, it's not scripture, but it just represents a sweet and joyful new year. So as we get clean before the Lord, our hope is that he will grant us a great new year. And that sense intensifies. Number four, recognizing our sin and repenting. So there's a, a, a tradition called Tashlich. It comes from Micah 7, 18 and 19. And what we do is we go to a body of water, which we'll do on Bayshore, and we'll throw breadcrumbs and go to an area, uh, and, and it represents really getting rid of your sins. So in Micah, as I mentioned, it says this, who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity, overlooking transgression, for the remnant of his heritage? He will not retain his anger forever, but, but delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. And so from that comes the tradition of Tashlich. And it begins the 10 days of awe, the 10 days of repentance. 
Finally, number five, the book of life. We ask to be remembered before the Lord. On Rosh Hashanah, we relate to God as the ultimate judge. The book of life is a tradition based on scripture. The tradition is that on Rosh Hashanah, God opens the book of life, and if the good that you have done outweighs the bad, you are written in the book of life. Well, though that's a tradition, certainly scripture does uh, speak about a book of life, and scripture also talks about being good, but not necessarily putting those two together. But look at Psalm sixty-nine twenty-eight: Add guilt to their guilt, may they not come into your righteousness. May they be wiped out of the book of life and not be recorded with the righteous. But I, I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high. Now, in Daniel's vision, he sees the Lord, and we read in Daniel 7.10, the court was seated and the books were opened. So it gives us the understanding that there's more than one book. And uh, traditionally, again, this is not scripture, in the Talmud, the rabbis say there are three books, one for the bad, one for the righteous, and one for those yet to be determined. But this is where, uh, you know, you have to get your understanding of salvation from scripture. Um, Tradition is great, but we know that Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life, right? So... uh, There is only one way to be in God's book of life, and that's by accepting Yeshua into your heart. And I pray if there's anybody listening to me today that you do that. And let me know that you do that, because whenever somebody receives the Lord, we send them out a free Bible. Help them on their journey. It's a special Bible for people who haven't really read the Bible that often. So it, it will just help your journey. In Exodus thirty-two thirty-three, it says, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. So all have sinned. We know that from Ecclesiastes 7.20. And Yeshua is the atonement for the sin if we come to him. Revelation 20.15. If anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Okay, we won't go into that, but just keep that in mind, would you? (laughs) Yes, believe in Yeshua, right? We believe that the book of life is the set of names of those who will live with God forever in heaven because they received Yeshua. Revelation 3, 5, 6, the one who overcomes thus will be dressed in white clothes. I will never blot his name out of the book of life and will confess his name before my father and his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach is saying to Messiah's communities. Finally, John 5, 24 says, Amen, amen, I tell you, whoever hears my word and trusts the one who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. And in Hebrews 31, 31, it is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. On Rosh Hashanah, we will blow the shofar. We will praise the Lord. We're going to believe that you are going to be awakened in a tremendous way, um, in a tremendous way spiritually. So we pray that you'll watch, you'll see us, 
as as this is uh, the end of our program today, and we'll talk more about this in Yom Kippur next week. But uh, we ask if you can bless us financially, certainly bless us with prayer. Uh, come visit us, bring friends, uh, especially if you have Jewish friends, watch online or come with them. We'd love to see you. Um, and um, just join us. Let, let's close it with a word of prayer. Father, as we begin these holy days, Lord, these Moedim, these appointments with you, Father, just pour out your spirit in a special way. Let your anointing come over all of us, Lord, those who believe to get closer to you and those who don't believe to accept you for the first time. Father, we pray for a worldwide revival during these fall feasts, Lord. Let the feasts be that we were fisher of men. So we bless you, praise you, and honor you, give you the glory. And I ask that all who are listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And we pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.